Hey, cashiers. We Have the Receipts podcast is coming at you live from Netflix is a Joke Fest in Los Angeles. Chris, are you kidding? No, Netflix is a joke, Courtney, but this is not one of them. Our listeners in LA have the chance to join us for a live recording of our podcast, We Have the Receipts, hosted by me, Chris Burns. And me, Courtney Revolution. Join us and a few surprise guests from your favorite Netflix reality shows on Saturday, May 4th at 1 p.m. at a secret location in Hollywood. To be announced. Get your tickets for the We Have the Receipts live show at todoom.com slash W-H-T-R. That's todoom, T-U-D-U-M dot com slash W-H-T-R. Tickets are limited. If you can't make it to the show, we still want to hear your beautiful voice. Leave us a message at speakpipe.com slash We Have the Receipts. You may even hear your own voice on the show. Grab a ticket at todoom.com slash W-H-T-R. And we'll see you on May 4th in Los Angeles. Bye, cashiers. I'm Rebecca Lavoy, and this is You Can't Make This Up. You Can't Make This Up is the podcast where we uncover the true stories behind your favorite Netflix documentaries and films. Back in the day, before Instagram, Snapchat, streaming gaming, iPhones... The mall was a magnet for just about everyone under the age of about 20 or so. For millennials and Gen Xers, the memories of meeting up at the food court, being sprayed by perfume hawkers, and just wasting time trying stuff on. This was real stuff. But perhaps there's no store in the mall that conjures a more visceral set of memories for the generation that came of age in the late 90s and early 2000s than the one that a lot of people remember better for its displays of shirtlessness than for its shirts with those giant aspirational logos. That store is Abercrombie & Fitch. I remember like walking in and just being hit with the sense like, oh my God, they've bottled this. They have absolutely crystallized everything that I hate about high school and put it in a store. Next week on You Can't Make This Up, we will dive into the latest must-watch documentary that everyone is going to be talking about, White Hot, The Rise and Fall of Abercrombie and Fitch. The film takes a look into the brand that conquered malls with gorgeous models, pulsing dance beats, and a fierce and memorable scent. But while the brand was gaining steam through exclusionary marketing that featured mostly white models portraying a waspy, aspirational, all-American image, behind the scenes, there was intention behind the exclusion of people of color. Not just when it came to marketing, but when it came to hiring practices in Abercrombie's stores. As a manager at Abercrombie, they teach you very early on about recruiting. You just, you have to recruit. But not only do you have to recruit, you have to recruit good-looking people. And this is what good-looking looks like. We literally had a book. Exhibiting the A&F look is a tremendously important part of the overall experience at the Abercrombie and Fitch stores. Our people in the store are an inspiration to the customer. A neatly combed, attractive, natural, classic hairstyle is acceptable. Dreadlocks are unacceptable for men and women. Gold chains are not acceptable for men. Women may wear a thin, short, delicate silver necklace. 
brand representatives are required to wear appropriate undergarments at all times. Natural, American, classic, the ANF look. Meanwhile, back at the mall, those stores, they were kind of like nightclubs for young shoppers. They were super dark, they had shades on the windows, and topless hot guys flanking the entrances. Not exactly a welcome space for everyone, but a pretty enticing one for young people who bought what the brand was selling. On the next episode of You Can't Make This Up, you'll hear my conversation with White Hot's director, Allison Clayman. I asked her whether that cool and intimidating retail vibe was made on purpose to attract young shoppers, but perhaps to repel their parents or maybe any adults who might suspect something wasn't right at Abercrombie & Fitch. Yeah, I definitely think it was designed to make, you know, adults not want to come in. Like, you know, so many people who talk about feeling like, you know, they were repulsed or their parents didn't want to go in. That was 100% by design. I think the whole blinds thing and and the darkness and the music, it was meant to like attract the, you know, a the curious. So then you have to go in. You can't just window shop, um, but also for young people to want to come in and feel like it's a space that's theirs. What I think is fascinating, though, is that it's not that this like cloistered environment created the exclusionary, certainly the the racist exclusionary uh, aspect, because that really was imposed by adults. That's the thing that I think is so fascinating. Like when you're running the store on a store manager level, I mean, again, and this is, they had many, many stores, so there can be all these different examples, but the point was people, uh, you know, people of color were being hired. People who were, people were being hired because managers at store levels liked them, thought they were good workers, were putting them on shifts, or they just needed workers too. Um, And it was, coming from above, frankly, people from an older generation, for the most part, who were coming in and saying like, wait, that doesn't conform to what we say is cool. Listen, we all have some memory of shopping at Abercrombie & Fitch or some reason why we never did. For me, it was about size. Like if you were a six or an eight at The Gap, nothing at Abercrombie fit. Anyway, I'd love to hear your Abercrombie takes. Maybe I'll include a couple on next week's podcast. Send me a tweet at Reb Lavoie. That's R-E-B-L-A-V-O-I-E. I'd especially love to know if you remember that signature Abercrombie scent called Fierce. Were you all about it? Or could you go the rest of your life without ever smelling the stuff again? Anyway, tune in next week. Our episode about White Hot, it's going to be a good one. And if you're not following the show on your favorite podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your audio, get that done now so you never miss an episode. Remember, if you like You Can't Make This Up, please rate and review the show and share it with friends. You Can't Make This Up is a production of Netflix. I'm Rebecca Lavoie. Until next week, thanks so much for listening. 